How's everybody doing? Good to see you all spread out in sunshiny faces. We're all in our places. Come on. Remember that song? Well, that was a long time ago. Welcome, everybody watching online. Glad you're with us today. Man, has this not been a journey or what? Two months ago. I think the last time I saw you was two months ago. Y'all look thinner now. You look more handsome and gorgeous than you did two months ago. How'd that happen? Yeah, God's good, right? And maybe I'm seeing things. I don't know. Oh, no, man. Hey, listen, we're really glad to be back. It was the first service. First of all, just give it up for the welcome team, man. They, I'm the welcome team. The worship team and the welcome team. <laughs> worship team, welcome team. Yeah, man, y'all knocked it out of the park. Our worship team has been here every week. They haven't dropped a beat at all, no pun intended. They've been just going to town every week and just leading us in worship and just sitting up. And Eric, man, kudos to Eric Young back in the back with the cameras going on. Yeah, some of y'all may not know this. Eric didn't know anything about a camera until the, the virus hit, and he became suddenly this techno geek genius, you know. It's amazing how... Um, how pressure forces the good stuff to the top. And uh, he has really just carried us through and say thank you very much, Eric, for all you've done and your family as well. Uh, we've just, just trying to do the best we can. It's been a crazy time, but it's good to see you, man. And I'm like, wow, I can't wait. First service was kind of, beyond. a little emotional for me. I was like a little torn up, you know, um, just because it's, I feel like, I, I finally arrived back at my family reunion. You know what I'm talking about? You know, you know, some people cry when they get there because they don't want to be there, but some cry because they do. And I, it, was, it was a good cry, good tears. And so glad to see you this morning and be back together as a family and loving on the Lord. And, and uh, I know this is like crazy. You know, we're up here, like uh, uh, Jerry Wearsing and, and Christy are up here trying to figure out how do you, how do you, put chairs together apart, you know, where everybody feels safe. And so we're doing the best we can. And, you know, it's not probably what I would typically figure is my choice, but we're going to make it work and we're going to do it. And I just thank you for just kind of being patient with us as we try to, you know, move forward in, in the conditions that we've been given. But, but anyway, God's good and he's still on the throne and he knows what's happening and we're going to grow better and become better for it, right? We're going to be better for it in the long run. I really believe that. Uh, I, I, listen, I want, to, I want to give a big shout out to everybody that came to the uh, drive-in worship service last week. Come on, give a shout out if you were there. Isn't that awesome? Come on. Drive-in worship service. You probably, you probably three months ago, never dreamed you'd be sitting in your car um, listening to a service, you know, in a parking lot. But that was that was, that, that was fun, and you can check that off your bucket list. You probably never even had it on your list, but you can add it and then check it off and uh, put another thing. There. I, 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 I wasn't quite prepared for it. I mean, we just like, hey, let's uh, throw a flatbed trailer up there in a parking lot. And, and uh, Dana came through with some sound equipment, some FM transmitters. Thank you, Dana. And, and uh, I'm like, how does that even work, you know? And, so, and it, I heard that it was sounding really good in the cars and stuff like that. Would it sound good? Sound good? Yeah, I mean, people are listening to their cars, turn it all up, and they were jamming. Come on. Is that, is that even a word we say anymore? Jamming, you know? <laughs> jamming. They were, they were like rocking out, you know, to the worship music. And, and I want you to know, I wasn't prepared for a metal flatbed trailer. 
on a very hot day, and I had no covering going on here. And I want you to know, I felt like an egg being cooked on a grill. I mean, I, literally, I, I, I got off. You could have taken an egg, literally, and put it on my head and fried it. I was, I was really, uh, that was hot. But we had a lot of fun, and it was a good, good time together. And so glad we had that chance to, to uh, spend with each other. What I learned last week was that a lot of you all have horns connected onto your vehicle. And, and you know how to use them. You know? Yeah, some of you all are pretty good at using your horns, you know? Like you practice a lot. Uh, but so I, so I told you, I said, hey, look, now, now if, you, if we say something good, you got to give me a big honk. And some of you all are like, yeah, you're like laying on the horn. I'm like, whoa, that's really a great amen. And, uh, but I said, now listen, don't come back to this setting and don't and, and stop honking. You know, come say, you know what I'm saying? I mean, y'all got a honk, so that means you can say amen. You can't understand a honk, but you can say amen, right? Amen. There you go. And if we if we can't get that down, then we thought we, you know, like the little kids when they had on their bicycles when a little kid, you had a little, that little chrome, little horn, little ink, you know, we're going to hand those out to y'all just to so get you practicing, you know, back in the, the groove of saying amen. Or, I'm just playing with you. Hey, listen, I want to just say this, if we can, um, I want to welcome back Miss Melissa Wilson to the house. Come on. Yeah. So a lot of you have been praying for her the last six months. It's been quite a journey. And um, we can now say, finally, uh, we're, we've closed that chapter and we're done with that. It's over. And um, not to go back again. And so I know she's happy, I'm happy. But let me just say this, and I think I mentioned this once before, but I, I got to say it again. You know, many people, I mean, so many of you have just, you know, texted or called or, you know, stopped me and said, hey, listen, how's Melissa? How's she doing? Tell her we're praying for her, things like that. And, and, and I'm just telling you, I mean, I usually, you know, you know, usually I'm on the other end. I'm, I'm the one, you know, hey, listen, I'm praying for you, blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of rare to be on this end, you know, when people are praying for you or praying for your wife. And, and um, but, but I tell you, I was able to experience something that I don't think I've probably experienced much in my life. And that was the, the level of grace that God gave us in this last six months. And, and can I just tell you that grace is very real. For some of you that would not know that or doubt if grace is real, can I just say to you, grace is very real. It is, it's a power. It's an enabling from the Lord. It's a strength uh, that comes. It's a joy even that comes to your life. It's a, it's a settling, a settling that, that and a confidence, a quiet confidence that God's, that God's in control and he's got this, you know. And we were able to walk in that for for a good six months, and and I know is because you were praying for us, and I just say thank you for that because we literally experienced answers to your prayers. You know, I was listening to somebody; uh, they told a story of how um, they had been approached by a couple, and the couple hadn't been able to have a child for 13 years, and. They were just kind of struggling through this, and they asked him if he wouldn't mind praying for, for them, just to kind of help them through, get through, because they feel, you know, 
you know, the emotions of, you know, that whole thing. And, and so as he was just praying for him, he felt like the Lord said to him, tell them that they're going to have a child this time next year, they'll have a child. And it's been 13 years that they've been trying to have a child. And, you know, that he was really struggling to say something like that. What if I'm, what if I didn't hear God? What if God didn't say that? What if I'm just wanting something for them more than they, you know, than, than naturally I not? What, what if I just, you know, ate some bad pepperoni pizza last night? What if, you know, I'm just having hallucination? What? And all this stuff is going, just continue, continue to pray for them, thinking about not saying what he felt like God had told him. And then he heard the Lord speak to him again. And the Lord said, if you don't declare it, it will not happen. And so with that, it kind of gave him the courage to just go ahead and say it. And he said, listen, I just want to let you know that I really feel God's telling me to tell you that this time next year, you're going to have a baby. And uh, they're like, oh, thank God. You know what? And he's like, oh, my goodness. You know, God, you, you got to do something, please, God. That time next year, they had a baby. It was a miracle. It was a miracle child. They had a baby. And the point that he was making was that sometimes in life, things only happen because they've been declared to be happen to happen in the earth. Come on. The, the scripture says that, um, that everything is yes and amen. In other words, that we pray it and, 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 and say, yes, God, this is what you know, we're seeking. And God says, amen. Or God says it. And we say amen. You know, it, it goes both ways. And, and I do, do believe that many times there's things that we never have the opportunity to walk in that we could have the opportunity to if, if, unless we just made declarations and we just made petitions and we just kind of pulled, if you would, on the, on the garment of the Lord. You remember the story, the woman, she just touched his garment. We, we need to pull on him. We need to petition the Lord in some areas. And Melissa and I, on the way back yesterday from uh, Tennessee, where she'd been having treatments, so our way back, we just kind of started talking about that. And I said, you know, I think we should just make some declarations, you know, this morning, this evening. And, and so we just, as we were driving down the road, just we just started making declarations. Can I tell you, it's, it's wonderful to make declarations. I, I don't know why I don't do it more. I, I I really challenged myself to do that even more. And, and so we just made declarations. We made declarations over, you know, our health and over our family and over this church and over the new building, over the property. And God give us more property and, and God give us bigger influence and a bigger footprint. And, and God, we're just declaring and petitioning you to, you know, reach, you know, hundreds and thousands of people for the gospel in our region. And we pray for our state. We pray for our, our nation. We pray for the world. We just petition, petition, petition. But I was like, this is fun. You know, come on. <laughs> I could do this for a long time. And I truly believe the Lord was smiling in that time. And, and I, I want to just offer that to you. And, and, and I do believe as you petition the Lord in our behalf, we felt that experience. And you need to hear us say that prayers work and God answers prayers. You need to know that. You need to, in fact, you need to tell the person you're sitting next to, God answers prayer. Just go ahead and tell them, God answers prayer. Yeah. So start praying for me. <laughs> Just tell them, start praying for me. God, I need the prayer. You need the practice. Come on, somebody. 
prayers make a difference and petitioning the Lord. And so anyway, um, so I just want to say thank you for that. And I really truly felt this morning that maybe we didn't really need to preach a message because I got a message I wanted to preach, but maybe we'll save it for next week. But, but really what I really felt like the Lord wanted us to do is just get together and just kind of love on him a little bit and, uh, and one another. Uh, last night when we got back, first thing my wife wanted to do was go see our, our, our granddaughter, which is like 15 or 16 months old now. And, and uh, so we, we, we hurried up and unpacked and, 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 and drove over to, to the house where Patrick and Hannah are at and, and uh, walked in the door and, and, and there she was. I call her smiles because she's always smiling. And, and I, I knelt down and, and she came running. Come on, how many know that's a great feeling, right? When a little kid runs to you, not away from you. I guess it depends. If you quarantine for two months, then you want him to run away. But I, I really wanted it to come. And so she ran, and I picked her up, and and I probably could have count to three Mississippi. You know, you know, as far as she just kind of one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, and then her little legs did like this, which means you know I'm done. I went down. You know, you don't know talk about, and so you let them down, and off they go. But those three Mississippis were just invaluable. I just wish they'd have been 30 minutes. And so I I felt like maybe today, you know, sometimes we need to understand that's the way God God feels. You know, we we run, we run into his presence, but we just like, we went down so fast. When the question is why, why why do we want to come into his presence just to to leave so quickly? Um, Because he loves us so much. So why don't you just join me and stand to your feet one more time and, and man I want you to just lead us in that song that we just sang leaning on the everlasting arms what a fellowship what a joy leaning on the everlasting arms what a blessedness what a peace is mine
run into your everlasting arms. And we just want to say, Lord, thank you for being faithful to us, even in this season that's been a little strange. Thank you for being a rock that's not moved, for being real to us, real to us in our families, in our personal lives, in our heart. We just love you today. I want you to know that. We just want to give you, Lord, a little squeeze and just let you know you're so good. We pray all this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Thank you. Could you just have a seat one more time for just a minute? Thank you for doing that. So I, I felt like the Lord just uh, wanted me to read to you just a passage of Scripture. <laughs> and the, and I, I said, well, Lord, the last time I read this was the last time we were together. Uh, they already know Psalms 91. Uh, but it really felt like God, uh, the Lord wanted me to read it again, just a portion of it, because it's just an incredible passage of Scripture, and I truly believe it's powerful for us in this season that we're in. I, if I were to ask, um, well, I've asked myself, what is a word that probably describes how a lot of people are feeling right now? Maybe not you, uh, but maybe you. Uh, what would this feeling be? that we're living in. And I think the word probably is vulnerable. Uh, that the, there's a lot of uh, people are feeling very vulnerable during this, this season that we're in. Uh, vulnerable, um, anxious perhaps would be another word. Uh, a little um, um, not equipped, um, insecure would be other words. And when you feel vulnerable, it's hard to rest, isn't it? When you feel vulnerable, it's hard to just kind of let down your guard and just to relax a little bit. Uh, you feel like you have to be guarded. In fact, last night I was woken at three in the morning, just out of the blue, just woke up. Uh, probably because my wife was snoring again. You know how she does, just snores so loud. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's actually the other way around. <laughs> but anyway, so woke up three o'clock in the morning and the first thing that came to my mind was, did you lock the doors before you went to sleep? That's what, that's what came to my mind. Did you lock the doors? How many know what I'm talking about? You wake up in the middle of the night. Did you lock the door? Did you roll, did you roll the windows up? You know, you're hearing thunder or whatever. So I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't even know. And I couldn't, I tried to go back to sleep, but I couldn't remember. So I, I had to get up and I walked through the house. And sure enough, I had not. And so we probably were robbed in the middle of the night. No one knows. And uh, we probably have things missing in my house. I don't know. I just left early this morning. So, but anyway... I locked the doors and then I went back to bed and I, I could rest a little bit better. When you're vulnerable, you just have a hard time resting. And resting is a very important thing to do in seasons like this, leaning on his arms, trusting in the Lord, resting in your God. And so maybe this will encourage you as I know it has me over and over again. Psalms 91, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High, will, everybody say will, will. say it like you mean it, will. will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. He is my God, 
in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will, you you see something going on here. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the coronavirus, excuse me, the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side. 10,000 may fall at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Come on, can somebody give Jesus a big honk for Jesus right now? Come on. No harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. It won't come near your tent. I mean, come on now. Let me say it like this. It won't come near your face mask. It won't, it won't come near your rubber gloves. I don't, I don't know how to say it. It's not going to come. Because why? Because he loves the Lord. This is the Lord now talking. Because he loves me. Because he loves me, I will rescue him. God says I will protect him. Talking about us. Why? Because he acknowledges my name. Because he calls on me. I'll answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I'll deliver him and honor him. And with long life. Come on, somebody. Turn your neighbor and go, you need long life. You need long life. You need it. With long life, I will satisfy him and I will show him my salvation. It all starts off with whoever dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. Who dwells there? Just the shadow. You know, a shadow is a dark place, right? A shadow is not the bright place, it's the dark place. And here's the tweet. Here's the tweet. Here's what you can tweet today because you're probably thinking, I need to tweet something right now. I just feel like I need to tweet something. So for those that feel like you got to tweet something, here's what you're going to tweet. You ready? You're going to tweet this. Darkness is a test of his nearness. Darkness is a test of his nearness. You got that faith? It's my tweeter right there. Come on. Darkness is a test of his nearness. See, when, 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 when things are dark around us, this is the opportunity that we have to be intimate with the Lord. Come on. Listen, I mean, I, I mean you could carry that analogy way out here. You know what I'm talking about? And ladies, you know what I'm talking about. I, well, turn, honey, if you want to kiss me, turn the lights off. You know, I just... I just feel more romantic with the lights are off. You know what I'm saying? Come on, somebody, somebody say amen right here. Boom, boom, boom. So, and so, so let me just say, here's what, here's what I'm going to say. So, so we, we were up in Tennessee at doing the treatments that she, and so every day we would try, drive to the treatments, treatments and back. And, and on the way back, I would always see this sign that said, Tuckalichi Caverns, you know, five miles off or whatever. Tuckalichi Caverns. So I said, hey, why don't you Google this Tuckalichi Caverns? Maybe we should go see these Tuckalichi Caverns. And, and, and she Googled, it's only five minutes away. I'm like, hey, I, I, why don't, let's go, let's go see these caverns, the Tuckalichi Caverns. 
She goes, I don't want to go see a rock. I'm like, but it's the, it's the, it's the Tuckalichi Caverns. And she goes, it's just the cave. I, we, you've drugged me to caves all across America. I'm not in the mood to see another cave, you know? I'm like, but not the Tuckalichi, you know what I'm saying? I don't know nothing about the Tuckalichi Caverns, but it sounded like a fun thing. Anyway, I wore her down. Come on, how many guys know what I'm talking about? You just wear them down. They don't want to do it, but they're going to do it just to shut you up. So she said, all right, whatever. So we go to the Tuckalichi Caverns. So anyway, we, we descend down into the, into the belly of the earth. And we walk up this path and there's this big cavern, this big, like big, huge room, if you would, just like huge, like, like the size of a football, uh, uh, you know, um, field, that length. And, and he said, uh, he goes, this is, a, this is the largest cavern east of the Mississippi. He goes, listen to the reverb, 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 reverb. Listen, listen, listen. He goes, and my, my, I don't know what, she was looking for something in her purse. Or something. I don't know what she was doing. She wasn't paying attention. But I was, and he said at this time, he said, if you are a singer, this would be a great chance and a great opportunity for you to sing right here if you want to sing. Someone want to sing? And so I just started, amazing grace. You know, I just see, I'm hearing this reverb going on like, like I'm in a stairwell. You know, I'm like, yes, this is like life. And my wife's like, she punched me in the side, and I only got one line out of Amazing Grace because she didn't hear. He, I, I said, he wants me to. She goes, no, she, he don't want you to. I said, he does. He, he asked me to sing. And uh, she, who knows how many people didn't get saved that day because you're elbow. I don't know. Pray for them. Pray for them. They, you pray, they need Jesus. But anyway, then he says, he says this. He says, oh, now well, I'm going to give you an opportunity to experience gross darkness. I'm thinking to myself, oh great, that's exactly what I wanted to experience today. Gross darkness, yes! How many know those two words don't even go together, right? Gross and darkness shouldn't be putting the same word together, right? They shouldn't be in the same sentence. Gross darkness. I'm going to let you experience gross darkness. I said, okay, what's going on? He goes, I'm going to turn these lights off. And uh, he goes, you're going to feel darkness. And he shut the lights off. And there was no light. There, was, there wasn't any light. Not a sun, not a moon, not a star. Not a, there was nothing. He goes, wave your hand in front of your face. I'm doing this. He goes, you can't see anything. This is gross darkness. And I don't know why it must have been God. But all of a sudden, I had this urge to put my arm around my wife and give her the biggest kiss I could ever imagine. Right there in the middle of gross darkness. And so I... I reached, I reached my arm and I'm trying to feel for her face, you know. Uh, and she's fighting me off because she don't know who it is. You know what I'm saying? She's fighting me off. And I'm like, come here, you know what I'm thinking? And, and, and he's talking, you know, and gross darkness all around. And I plant a big old kiss, a luscious long kiss right on her face. And, uh, and, and I have no idea what she did or expressions because I couldn't see her. You know, and finally the lights go back on. I'm just sitting here like the lights go back on. I'm just sitting here like this, you know. <laughs> and no one has a clue, had a clue that I just had a moment with my wife. In the midst of gross darkness. I say that because while the world is experiencing incredible darkness, in many ways fear, anxiety, vulnerability, Guess what we have an opportunity to do? 
we have an opportunity to experience intimacy with our Father in a way that we may have never experienced it before. Mm -hmm. This is a wonderful season for us to be in. Not a season to be uptight and restless, but a season to do what? To find ourselves gathering ourselves under the shelter of the Most High, the shadow of the Almighty, the refuge, our fortress right underneath His wing. And so this morning, our exhortation, my exhortation for you this morning as we get ready to leave, is let us find ourselves, position ourselves under the shadow of the Almighty. Let us just find ourselves in this incredible loving embrace of an incredible gracious Father while we have this opportunity. As one person said, do not waste a good desert. Come on. Come on that's, that's powerful right there. Don't waste a good desert. Learn the value and the lesson that's made available to us in this season. And let us, as I said a few weeks ago, grow through it, not just go through it. Hmm. What is it the Lord, what, what is your relationship going to look like with the Lord on the other side of this that it didn't look like at the beginning? Hmm. So, yeah. So worship team, come on up and we'll get ready to dismiss. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to dismiss in just a few moments. We set up even a tent outside, a prayer tent uh, for people. If you need prayer, we've got some incredible prayer warriors out there. love to pray with you. And um, just about anything, no matter what it is. Remember, we'll be back Wednesday night, Facebook Live, um, Thursday night prayer with Don and Juan. I call them the, the Don Juan team. <laughs> they don't think they like that, but it's funny. Uh, Don and Juan. A prayer prayer team, and um, and we're just going to continue this journey together. We'll be back here again next week. We're going to figure out. I've learned this important word during all this time. It's called pivot. Everybody know what a pivot is? A pivot is where you you plant one foot and you just kind of make all these moves, you know. So we're pivoting. I don't know if we're going to have four services next week or three or one or. I don't know what we're, I don't even know what we're going to do tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? But we're just going to play it by ear and um, continue our journey. We're grateful that you're here. Thankful, thankful that you came. Thankful that you've been watching online. Um, can't tell you how much we love you. So we'll dismiss, and after I pray, one row at a time, go out that one door just for your, your safety, for precautions. But uh, can we just stand to our feet? Can we do that? If you need Jesus, if you want to make him the Lord of your life, make sure you find that prayer team outside to your left. Father God, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for the family, the family of God. Thank you, Father, for the reunion that we've experienced for a few moments this afternoon, this morning. We, we pray, Lord God, that you will lead us, that you will surround us. We thank you that you protect us even when we feel vulnerable. We can trust you, Lord, and lean into your arms. We give you all of our praise. We give you all of our love. In Jesus' mighty and powerful name, amen.
and amen. Come on, can we give Jesus some praise this morning? God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday. Have a great day in the Lord. This is my testimony.